we have had men come uh, from different countries, like Costa Rica, Ecuador, uh, Colombia, um, also from from Dominican Republic. Welcome to the Crucible Project podcast. The Crucible Project is a nonprofit organization committed to creating a world of men and women who live with integrity, grace, and courage, helping them to fulfill their God-given purpose. This podcast will discuss important and sometimes difficult topics while delivering practical life applications with men and women who are currently practicing this work. We are igniting Christ-like change in men and women through experiences of radical honesty and grace. Welcome back to the Crucible Podcast. My name is Joy Dunning. I am your host for today, and I am here with Matthew Reed. Matthew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joy. Good. Well, Matthew is one of our uh, volunteers with Crucible. He and his wife, Lena, have been instrumental in helping us get Crucible in Mexico off the ground. And we're here to talk a little bit today about uh, cross-cultural ties with Crucible and what it looks like taking the Crucible Project on the road to um, places outside of the continental United States. So, Matthew, to get us started, why don't you tell me, you said you were born in the U.S., correct? But you've you've grown up right. in some other places. Yeah, so I, I was born in South Carolina. Before I turned one, my parents moved to Madrid, Spain. So I grew up uh, in Spain. My parents were missionaries. Uh, Dad was a pastor and that's where I grew up. I was there until I turned uh, 19, took a year extra after after high school, so I spent a year just helping out in the ministry there. And then uh, from there, I went to the U.S. Um, and studied at a college near Chicago for, for four years. Um, I studied psychology, and um, yeah, so that was mo- really my growing up years were spent in Spain. Uh, so I grew up bilingual, bicultural. Um, and then right after college, I went to Mexico to work with children for two years. And that's where I met Lena. Uh, she was working with the same ministry. Uh, after those two years, we, we went to the States and started our family. We got we got married in 99, started our family, and um, spent nine years in the Chicago area as well. And we've been in Mexico now the last 15 years. Mm, very cool. So what brought you from Chicago back to Mexico? Yeah, so when we got married, we were already doing ministry, and our decision to go to the States in 99 after we got married was mainly, um, we thought it would be important for Lena to get her citizenship, just for long-term being able to, to you know, uh, move about the country <laughs> a, a bit better. And then um, uh, also, we wanted, I, I needed to pay off uh, college debt, and so we decided to spend some years focusing on that. But really, our heart was to be on on the mission field, um, serving somewhere. So we thought it'd take us three years. It took us nine. Um, but she she became a U.S. citizen in 2005. And then once that happened, we started looking to see where God might lead us and uh, found an organization based in Chicagoland. Uh, it's called, it used to be called International Teams. Um, now it's called One Collective. And so we are, um, we've been with One Collective for the last 15 years. Um, the reason we chose Denancingo, where we are, One Collective had had two places uh, in the country. Um, we decided on Mexico mainly because that's where Lina is from and her family's here. And we just said, why not, why not Mexico out of a bunch of Spanish-speaking countries? We, we, we thought Spanish made sense since both of us spoke spoke Spanish already. Uh, and so we decided, Tenancingo, that there was a church plant here 
where that was started by a, um, a man who had been mentored by my dad in Spain um, in the 80s. And so I knew of him. I'm like, oh, I didn't know where he had ended up in life. And finally, we, we realized, oh, he's in Tenancingo. I'm like, let's go check it out. And, and yeah, so so we came down here uh, at the end of 2008. Very cool. So you had that tie, that, that person in your life that was really important. And that's brought mm-hmm. you to where you're at. And you've done a lot of work where you're at, huh? <laughs> you've been there for 15 <laughs> years. Um, yeah. Yep. And... Through that, you know, God has used where you are at to help bring the Crucible Project um, and advance advance the Crucible Project in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, man, God God bless you and Lena for um, the work that you've thank done you. and, and following where He's taken you. Yeah, thank you. So let's jump in a little bit to your story. So you went on an initial weekend um, in. Mm-hmm. You said it was in Texas and it was a Spanish-speaking weekend. Is that correct? No, no. So my, so my initial weekend was actually in Mexico. Um, the So there's uh, 2014 was the very first one they did. And I, I was not a part of that one, but I was a part of the second weekend they did. I was a, I was a participant there. So it was April of 2015. Okay. Very cool. So yeah. you had your initial weekend. And what was that like for you going into it, coming out of it? Well, I was invited by a friend who had had been to a weekend, and uh, both, actually, both he and uh, the the founder of the church that I mentioned earlier both both had gone. And uh, he said it's it's a great weekend for for men. You you're going to be challenged. It's going to be good. And I thought, well, sure, okay, why not? And I didn't really have a lot of clarity or desire or whatever. I just thought, okay, my friend told me it's good. I'll go. Um, <laughs> So just to, to give you some backstory on myself, uh, um, when I when I went to college, my sec- my sophomore year, um, it was uh, right before Christmas, we got this news that my dad died suddenly of a heart attack. Mm. Uh, I was 20 years old. He was very young. He was 45. And so um, that event was my single, um, yeah, just big earth shattering event in my life. Um when I when I look at my life and I and I hear the stories of so many men in my life, um, I I just realize really the the good childhood I had. Uh, my parents both uh, imperfectly but really um, very focused and very tenderly uh, raised us well. Uh, dad was a good dad, um, very involved as best as he could and um, connected emotionally and um, and mom was just was very present, very very encouraging too. So, so that, that at age 20 losing dad was, was very earth shattering. And I had, I had felt like I had grieved that lost well. And, and I thought, you know, I just kind of had adapted to that. Well, when I went to the weekend, I was 40. So 20 years later, and I, I was able to have to, to just really focus on that experience and that loss and, and just kind of, I guess, see it in a different light uh, and see, mm-hmm. Yeah, just just notice how that that had really changed the tra- tra- trajectory of my perception of myself and how I did life as an adult. I mean, I just started as an adult, and and so um, I was I was blown away by um, by just that that awareness. Um, so it was a very very powerful experience for me. Wow! Yeah, thank you for sharing that, and I'm feeling really tender for you. Um, you know, being 20 and that's kind of the age that you're trying to figure out how you step into what it actually means to be a man and to mm-hmm. not have your dad there. Um, I can imagine that was hard and, um, and yeah. 
I'm glad that you got through that and I'm glad that you've been able to find some additional healing outside of the initial yeah. healing. Um, cause that is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and I, that weekend was just the beginning, I guess. Um, I, Crucible offers a few more additional weekends and I know, I know that's announced through the website and through other things, but I I've attended those. And, and one of the things that, uh, after that initial weekend kind of, dawned on me is this I, I I had not realized how much um, I had held back as an adult and trying to not not shine not not be not not grow into everything I could give um, all the maybe the gold and all the good I could give in my in my world subconsciously because I didn't want to exceed my dad in some ways mm. he he was a hero to me and to many and I, there, there was just something that, that to me, the word mediocre jumped out a lot, you know, just, it's okay to be mediocre. You just, it, it's all right. Because if you do, if you don't, you might, you might be dishonoring dad, you know? And so, mm. um, to come, to come to that awareness, uh, has been, a, has been a, a, a good thing for me. I, um, I still find myself, you know, even after years of this defaulting to that because that's what I've known for a couple decades but uh, but I'm aware of it and so now it's like no no I, I can honor dad's uh, loss and his place in my life in different ways not by staying mediocre I can I can shine and I can yeah and I can just imagine him looking down and saying yeah that's it that's that's my boy you know and yeah. so I, that, that that just gives me encouragement to, to step into to things that I know I can do well and 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 yeah, just just uh, be able to give the best I can. Yeah, honor his legacy by creating your own. It's right. really cool. Right. Yeah. Well, right. so one of the ways that you have been shining and stepping into that gold is the work that you've been doing with the Crucible Project in Mexico. So I know you said it was um, initially brought there by a, another man. Um, mm -hmm. And then you and Lena have been able to join forces and, and be part of that team that's helping mm -hmm. um, Crucible in Mexico flourish. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges that maybe go with moving cross-culturally, you know, taking um, yeah. what has been working for a weekend experience in the United States and saying, okay, mm -hmm. we're going to plug and play in a different country and see how it goes. Right. Um, right. You know, did you run into any challenges with that? Yeah. So um, wh when I had my first weekend in 2015, I staffed a weekend for the first time in August of that same year, and that was in Chicago. And so when I when I staffed that weekend, I, I was very attent to see attentive to see what what would what would uh what's going to be different. You know, this is in a different country now, and I was so surprised that wow, everything like is the same. Every you know, <laughs> Friday to Sunday, uh, the teaching, the the activities, that everything. Like holy cow, men are men everywhere, right? Broken men are broken <laughs> men everywhere, and and we all need to to, to learn about ourselves, learn about um, just the different things that are offered, right, on, on an initial weekend. Um, and it's it's a, a great place, and uh, uh, no matter the country. And so it made me think, man, I wonder if this is the same everywhere in the world, you know? And, and that that there's a connection to the to the soul of a man that doesn't necessarily it's not it's not limited to a certain culture or so um yeah that that impacted me uh and in a good way to think okay yeah i'm a part of a, a, a community in mexico and a, and a broader community uh beyond that and 
uh, because I grew up in Spain a lot since since early on, I've been dreaming about someday seeing Crucible have a week have weekends and have a presence in in Spain and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, a journey I'm on, and I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so everything has been the same. The teachings are the same. All of those things. I'm curious um, if there's any parts of the weekend without going into specifics that maybe needed to be nuanced culturally you know there's slight differences maybe anything like that yeah i think that the the first thing that comes up to me is is we in in english um there's just a a sense of communicating uh that you know there's no bs allowed and so basically just you don't have to pretend just just come as you are and and show up and it's fine but translating that into spanish was tricky so so um it's it's almost on on the other side in the spanish sense of that it would sound like uh all your garbage is not welcome so don't don't Mm. talk to us about things that are that are unpleasant or uncomfortable and that's not what we want to communicate because we that's what's welcome we want we want people to be transparent and vulnerable so yeah so so we we just have have modified things like that. We don't say no BS because you know what, you're welcome to bring what you need to bring. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a small thing, but really it, it's, it's so limited. Uh, the, 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 the example that that's, that's just a one out of, you know, everything else just lines up so much. I think, uh, so we were chatting a little bit before we hit record. And I think you said one of the other main differences you've noticed is maybe just the food. I think you might eat some better food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Probably a little so, more flavor. I mean, everybody, everybody likes Mexican food, and most people like Mexican food. So yeah, the 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 food the food we eat uh, on a Mexican weekend is different. But even uh, last uh, last month, we we started um, we had our first initial weekend in northern Mexico, and um, we're so excited about that because that's just it's like a multiplying growth path, you know, for the for the Mexican community. Um, but, but yeah, up North, uh, there's a lot more, uh, steaks and it's just, it's it just, uh, a different cuisine is a little bit different. So we mm-hmm. noticed those of us who came up, up from the South, we noticed the, the contrast even within country. So, but yeah, um, I've, I've staffed weekends in the U S and there's, there's good food everywhere really. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> I love, I love you. Well, and being in Chicago, we can talk later about some deep dish pizza and hot dogs. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about geographically what's happening in Mexico, because so you said that you live um, near a a couple hours from Mexico City and there's been a retreat that happens in Mexico City and is maybe I'm incorrect here, but that's been kind of the main crucible Mexico community is is that one. And then there's this newer community that just started in northern Mexico. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So so the the event is not in Mexico City. It's two hours away from Mexico City. So yeah, it, it's a it's a small town um, away. There's a Christian camp there that we, we use. It's, it's it's fairly small and, and and compared to camps I've been to in the States, probably a little bit more rustic. Um, but it's it's a it's a good setting for for the weekend. Um so that's um that's where we've been. Um yeah the the just just for to get an idea of the distance, I, I had to drive eleven hours to get to the northern place. So it's a, it's a, it's far. Um, and but there's a, there's it's near Monterey and Saltillo. Those are the two big cities close to that. 
and um, the community that's growing there. And it, more than just the community, there's there's one man, Pedro, uh, who went to his initial weekend in 2019, and he said, "We got to take this up north." And so, for the last four years, he's he's been uh, really encouraging that to happen and, and promoting that. And so, it's great to have someone there on the ground who's who's kind of leading that community up north. Yeah, that's really cool. So he came down, it sounds like for his initial or did he go to he, Texas or? No, 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 no. He came, he came down. Uh, he came down. Initial in, in Spanish. Yeah. He doesn't speak uh, English so well. So he, yeah, he, he did it in Spanish. Okay. And then he invited friends and um, he's, he's staffed himself uh, down uh, here a few times. One of the ones who, who came that he first invited uh, has staffed uh, in Houston. Um, so I'll just mention in Houston, we we have a Spanish-speaking community, and um, I know others have been interviewed about that in the past and, and uh, on the podcast too. Um, and Mike Espinosa is, is one who, who's uh, promoted that quite a bit. And yeah, so we a lot of us, one of the things that's been neat is just to see a lot of uh, Mexican participation in those weekends. Those started maybe four years ago, four or five years ago. And uh, they there's been involvement uh, from folks here in Mexico to, to get that running and, and, and to continue our, our leadership uh, growth. Um, so uh, not Pedro, but another man uh, has already staffed two weekends in Houston. And, and so, yeah, they're, they're excited and, and growing and Wow. So how has Crucible grown in Mexico? Because it, it started, you know, with this group of men and not only has it grown and taken over two locations now, but there's also the Crucible women getting started in Mexico. So what's right. been kind of the secret behind that growth? It's a testimony to what to what good Crucible can offer. I think um, the first weekend, I believe it was 11 men, so it was small. Second one, the one I attended was 18, so it was bigger. And then finally, we had, I think we've, we've been close to 25 after that. Um, wow. So so we've had full weekends. And then just this past April, we had our first uh, weekend where we could have up to 30, 35 men. Only 30 were on that weekend, but that's the biggest we've had. It's interesting because we we don't, we've never had so many men sign up to where there's this long, long waiting list and no one's ever going to make it. We, we have had some waiting lists, but I think that there's a culture, cult, this might be cultural too. I don't know if this happens in the States, but if, if men know that they're going to be put on a waiting list, they'll be like, I, I won't sign up. I won't even do that. Even if they, <laughs> it's something that they want, that they really see that it's good for them, but they just don't want that, that um, to be in that, in that limbo space maybe. So they'll just wait for next year or for, you know, six months down the road or something like that. But the, but we do fill up the weekends. I mean, there is typically a, just that that desire. And I think because because we're, I mean, Mexico has 130 million people. I mean, and we our community is the whole country. And because uh, in it, from, from, the, from the first two or three weekends, uh, men started coming from other parts of the country. It wasn't all concentrated in one place or men coming from just one church. It's been a broad, broader thing, and so as men have experienced the weekend, they've they've kind of sh- keep sharing with others, and so there's the, the pool of people who are interested in wanting to keep coming is still not fully tapped. We we um just passed, so we're at about three hundred, just over three hundred forty men who have been initiated in in Mexico on the weekends. Um, wow. So yeah, it, it's and if we if we do two a year. Uh, we've been doing two a year where we are, but if we do that up north as well, 
you know, we'll have more capacity for that for the next coming years too. And then yeah. you mentioned the women. So that's, that hasn't happened yet. It's starting. So Lena, my wife has been very involved with that. She, she um, was, she did her initial weekend in 2016 with the, with the sister organization. And she um, has staffed a few times, um, I think with Crucible, uh, maybe four now, uh, but, but um is really growing and really excited about it. And so we've, uh, I think it was in the spring where we set aside late January of 2024 as our, as our initial weekend date. And actually just yesterday we, we sent out, um, just an invitation, a flyer just saying, Hey, this is how registration is going to happen. We're expecting this to be super full and probably long waiting list. Cause I mean, 300 men, you can imagine how many women are on the other side of that saying, what about me? You know? And so right. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a big pool there and then just, uh, but yeah, registration is going to open November 1st, um, 6 AM. So it's like, we, we expect it to just fill up really, really fast. Um, it, it's kind of a good problem to have, but it's, uh, anyway, some people will just have to wait to the, till the second one. But yeah, there's, there's excitement for sure. I've been keeping an eye on flights to go potentially staff. I, I, you know, I told Lena, I don't speak Spanish. And she said, you don't have to, we have plenty of That's places. Right. You can help us make food. You can help us, you know, do some of the background stuff. So yep. if, yep. you know, if we have someone who's been through crucible listening to this, a female who says, well, I, I could go staff in Mexico. I just don't know Spanish. Um, talk to Lena. She, <laughs> you don't need to know Spanish. Um, yeah. but if you do, you know, that would be even better. We'd, we'd love to have you. So yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that I, I've, I was first surprised about, about a crucible weekend is, is that there's a, there's a one-to-one ratio of staff and participants or sometimes even more staff. I, I really, I really believe, I mean, I've, I've come to realize the importance and the value of that um, it, just for, for, because there's so much involved in, in, in the logistics of, of making a weekend happen. Cause I know right now there's, there's only, I think there's only five women in Mexico who are, who are going to staff. So everybody else is coming from outside and you're right. Not knowing Spanish is, uh, is not an impediment. Knowing, knowing Spanish, obviously, if you do, what a, what a wonderful place you can, you can have more involvement. You can interact more and all that. Um, so in a sense, I, I so appreciate those who, who don't know Spanish, but are willing to, to jump in like that because I know in, in my case, I know two languages. So I feel like I, I I'm, I'm more aware of stuff in most places, but I've been to countries where I don't know what what's being said. And I know that feeling of, holy cow, I wish I just could do more. I, I mm. don't know what's happening. I don't know what's being said or what, what I should say. The the attitude of service and being able to, to just help wherever uh, non-language uh, roles can, you know, that, that would be, that's, yeah, that's something I, I applaud. And there's something beautiful about you don't always have to know exactly what's happening, but you can see, right? You can see what's happening. Right. You can see how God is working and moving in a room. And right. sometimes it's it's almost more moving to have the the part of do I understand it or not taken out. And all you get to do is just watch, watch the beauty of it all mm-hmm. unfold before you. And um, yep. so that would that would be a cool opportunity. So, well, Matthew, before we wrap up, do you have other thoughts you want to share? Just, just, uh, I just thought of, um, my desire to, to have crucible in Spain. I've talked to people, a number of people there. And one pastor said to me, well, you know what? I talked with my, 
church leadership, and we've decided we want to we want to pay for your flight so you can bring a Crucible Weekend to us. And I thought, oh, that's nice, but it's not just paying for my flight for me to go and do a Crucible Weekend for you. I can't do I can't do that. You know, it's designed. Um, so, like I was saying, to have to have uh, a lot of involvement, um, it's just just there's so many layers. But I just thought that was that was a. It's not. It's not your typical. Someone goes. Someone shares something, and that's and that's it. There's just a lot more involved. Yeah, we can't do it alone. So, when you have a weekend in Mexico, do you find that it's mostly men attending that are coming from Mexico, or do you have participants coming from other countries as well? Yeah, for the most part, it is. It is uh, men from Mexico, but we have had men come uh, from different countries, like Costa Rica, Ecuador, uh, Colombia, um, also from from Dominican Republic. So yeah, and, and there's, they, they keep telling us, you know, when, when are we going to be able to grow in our places too? So it's, it's neat to see that, that there's men uh, a little bit broader than just even Mexico. That's really cool. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? I, yeah. I, I, I want to add that I've, I've um, had the privilege of, of doing a lot of translation work. Um, so protocols and all the things, all the logistics that happen for the weekend and also for, for the initial weekend, but also for the four second level weekends, I've, I've attended them and also uh, translated those. Apart from the weekends, and that's probably the big core thing we talk about, but um, there's the groups, the soul groups that we have and, and meeting after that and, and staying connected in, in the community. Um, being able to, to translate that, I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning what, what, what's being taught and then I'm, I'm delivering it, but it's, it's, it's a way of shining my gold, you know, having, having grown up bilingual and having been able to, I mean, there's a lot of bilinguals in the world, but I can tell you not, not, uh, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of bilinguals who are good grammatically. And, and I feel like that's one of my strong points that I, that I have good grammar in, in both languages. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's something that I find joy doing. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that the work that you have done with that translation, and I know Lena has done some as well for the, for the women's protocols. Um, man, what a gift that has been for Crucible to have someone who's passionate about it, capable, mm-hmm. competent, and willing um, to yeah. do all of those things. So thank you for the investment that you have made. Um, it's been huge. So we really... Yeah. We appreciate you. And, and yeah, like you said, it's it's the way that you bring your gold and you're glorifying God through that. So um, yeah. I bless you for that work and, and thank you for that. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you. Um, and we look forward to seeing how God continues to move in Mexico through the Crucible Project and outside of the Crucible Project. Um, lots of good things happening. So bless you, Matthew. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Joy. For more information about our weekends, please go to thecrucibleproject.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Rate and review wherever you are listening and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Also, don't forget to check out myjourneyto.com for your free two-week trial. That's myjourneyto.com. Thank you for listening.